0: Hello and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom of five, a licensed counselor, and I am so passionate about seeing women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is, we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will walk with you and lead you to an experience of God's healing that will renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life just a little announcement before we start off the podcast today. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that in response to what I am seeing all around us today, just this growing need for, you know, peace, for support, for community during the struggles that we're facing right now as a result of COVID-19. I have felt the Lord call me to create a little online course that is going to be rooted in what I consider to be the three pillars of really healing and transformation, which are prayer and meditation, wise counsel, and community. And I just want to let you know about it. The The course is called Rewriting Your Story with God. It's going to incorporate just the healing power of prayer and meditation, as well as elements of inner healing prayer. If you guys have heard of the Unbound Ministry, it's going to be similar to that. It's going to be incorporated into this six-week course. So I just wanted to let you know about that. I'm going to be hosting a webinar tonight at 830. You can check that out via the link in my show notes. And if you can't make it tonight, you can also access the recording through that same link. So I just wanted to make sure you guys know about that in case you have been feeling the Lord nudging you in the direction of seeking some healing as different things come to the surface as they always do under times of pressure. I just wanted to make sure you know about that. And I also wanted to do a little intro for today's episode because I am doing this episode with my brother, Brian, Father Brian. And we're going to be chatting about the Mass today. And just during this time when we are all so hungering and thirsting to be able to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. And as we are entering into Holy Week and tomorrow is Holy Thursday, I just thought it would be great to reflect on this gift that we are missing, but that is still happening, you know, to be rejoicing that, you know, mass is still being offered, it's still being offered for us, it's still being offered around the world, but as we're hungering and thirsting for it right now, I thought it'd be a great topic to chat about, so I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I am super excited to have my brother with me today, Father Brian Stitt from St. Mary's Catholic Parish in Canton, New York. In the Adirondack Mountains of Upstate New York, I tell people uh, Brian's basically Father Brian. It's basically in Canada, but um, he is. Uh, it just I've been wanting to do a episode with him for a while, and you know, in in these days of uncertainty and trial and just questioning, I thought it would be really great to talk to a priest, and I happen to know one pretty well, so uh, I invited him to join us today, and we're going to be talking about. The mass, uh, the power of the mass, why we offer masses, uh, the power of offering masses for the dead, and especially offering masses for the living. And we were having a conversation not that long ago about how infrequently today people are having masses offered for the living. And that maybe that would be a good thing to maybe change and start looking at why we might want to have masses offered for the living. There's so many things we can talk about with the mass. But we're going to do that today, and Brian is going to to lead us in this discussion. And uh, Brian, I'm going to turn it over to you to share some of your initial thoughts here.
1: Wonderful. Well, first of all, it's just a joy. Um, I get to talk to a lot of people a lot of times. Um, I get to listen to a lot of podcasts, Um, and I've enjoyed listening to yours, Karen. Um, But the idea of being on a podcast is a whole new world for me. So I'm just uh, excited to have this, uh, this conversation, um, but even more, to have the conversation about the mass. Um, there's no better subject to talk about. Uh, I've been a priest now for 17 years here in the Diocese of Ogdensburg. And um, as Karen knows very well, I'm a little weird. Um, <laughs> so included in my many weird traits, uh, um, I know how many masses I've celebrated. Today was mass 7,193. I Keep track. Um, I was given a book just before my ordination a register of masses and I think a lot of priests get one of these. Um, I'm one of the weird ones that actually has filled it out Uh, And I love going it's it's sort of a travel journal a prayer journal a a family journal for me of what's what's been going on Um, before we started karen and I were were just looking at uh, a little review of some highlights in our lives her wedding uh, world youth day um so many you know my first mass things where our family was together at dad's funeral um moments there where it was very clear who i was praying for um and there's no better prayer than than the mass uh so uh, great subject to to talk about but I, every i think catholics anyone who's been at it for for more than a week or two knows that the the mass itself is the most powerful of all of all prayers you know sometimes sometimes when i ask kids about that they'll, what's the best prayer and they'll think well they are father of course and I said well yeah it's a great prayer but the mass is the the offering of of jesus back to the father it, it connects heaven and earth word and sacrament so yeah um let's talk about it uh, what, what do you want to know where do we go
0: well, I mean, there's so many places to start, but I think a great place to start is why, you know, why do we offer masses? I mean, even if, what we're most familiar with with for, for the dead. What's what? What does it do? Why? What? Why not just say the mass without having intentions? What is that about?
1: Right. Well, um, I, I go to our I'm the pastor of Saint Mary's. So you go to Our Lady. Um, pray for us now at the hour of our death. Right, uh, we we ask her. We're doing a rosary fifty three times to pray for us. Uh, we we ask others to even our our Protestant friends who might not like invoking saints. We everyone knows that of course you want to ask another for for prayers. Uh, and in the scriptures, we see the power of prayer and sacrifice together. Come in, the the power of sacrifice of you know prayer and fasting. Uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, these Lenten days. We talk about how, you know, not to, not to impress God, but to enter into, our, into, into these things, body and soul. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's such a temptation, isn't it, to, to just spiritualize our prayer life, just to, our, our faith, just, just to compartmentalize it into one aspect of our lives. But, but our, our spiritual life, our prayer life has to be, body and soul. So anyways, we, we offer mass I'm kind of going on a little tangent there, but the, the, why do we offer a mass? Well, because we're, we, we have mass and we have prayer intentions. We offer intentions all the time and to offer a mass for a specific person or for a specific intention. If the mass is the greatest prayer, then that's the greatest way to offer a, an intention uh, for somebody. Um whether they're living or or deceased, uh, it's uh, i have got a seminarian living with me right now, and I told him what our subject was. He said well my, that's why my dad offer has a mass offered for us kids every day on our birthday. like that's our birthday present every year. I think he gets something else, I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah also like that what a what better gift could you possibly get? Yeah. Of course, sometimes it freaks people out because they're like. Uh, they'll hear his name in the, the mass intentions and they'll go to his mother afterwards and they, what's the matter with Lucas? Right. Uh, is he sick? Is he dying? Is he dead?
0: I don't know. Right. Well, that's kind of my point, right? That we're so, I mean, this is the most powerful prayer, the most powerful sacrifice. You know, we're more familiar saying, you know, I'm going to offer my sacrifice. I'll, I'll offer this up for you. I'll sacrifice this fast for you. And those are all beautiful things and we must continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, at least for me, it's sort of, I'm having these, I guess I would say aha moments, but just really recognizing, well, okay, my sacrifices are, are great, but the best sacrifice is Jesus. And that's what, you know, the mass is. So when we're offering this, this reality that, yeah, this is the best thing to do. This is the most powerful prayer that we can offer yet how infrequently we do it for you know the living, and that when we do, people are like, "Wait, what? This isn't normal." Mm-hmm. You know, we just reserve that for you yeah. know after you. No,
1: it, I. <laughs> I mean, how how many people have called their parish and requested a mass uh, for an end to the coronavirus? Right. I, I haven't gotten any calls. Right. Uh, so everyone knows we want to do something there's a certain point where hand sanitizer doesn't do it anymore. Like I'm saying, don't, I'm not saying don't use hand sanitizer. I'm just saying there's, there's something else. uh, There's another level at which, at which the human person works um, and we shouldn't hesitate. I I think so often people, I I don't know, maybe they get intimidated. Inertia sets in or we just, uh, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to have a mass said, what do you, what do you do for that? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really not hard. Generally, people call their parish or stop by their parish office and simply request, uh, and, you know, sometimes people will have a specific date in mind, like Lucas's dad wants his birthday. Um, But, so if that's the case, you better go in early. If you don't care, you know, the next uh, available date, then you just stop in and um, say whatever the next available date is. Diocese is very... Um, as far as how much the, the stipend is requested for it. here in the Diocese of Wagendonsburg, it's ten dollars. Um, so um, we should probably talk a little bit about that too. But it, you know, just the idea of going in and requesting to have a mass said, uh, having a mass said, I, I've seen it. I mean, I, I've, so many times like the the power of of offering a mass changes people's lives.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And and I, as you're talking I'm thinking this time right now where we are as the lay people unable to attend mass is definitely I believe God is one of the many reasons this is happening uh, or the fruit that will be coming is our deeper appreciation of you know we don't know what we have till it's gone sort of thing. But also I think it causes just this conversation causes me to any re- reflect on the idea that our actions really are a, are a reflection of our beliefs, and that what we do, how we respond to our problems, times of crisis, where we turn, is a reflection of where we believe the most. You know, like the most power comes from, the most what's going to be the biggest influence on this situation I'm facing, the situation whether it's obviously coronavirus right now, but maybe like you say, yeah. Uh, uh, a sick child, you might see a, a mass offered for someone whose child is sick or, you know, someone who's deceased or whatever. But, but in our daily lives, this, this belief that the first place to go and the best place to go is God and prayer and the best prayer is the mass. And I just feel like, at least for me, I'm having this kind of humbling awareness that do I really, did I really, have I really understood and taken advantage of the gift of the mass to the fullest extent, obviously going every, you know, whenever I can. And, but that there's really power in this ability to offer a mass for someone. Like, I just think God has given us so many gifts that maybe the enemy or just laziness or whatever is blinded us to that just, this is an opportunity to kind of come awake and say, do I realize this gift? And if I do, then I want to take advantage of it and be intentional about it in a way that maybe, you know, up to this point i haven't like this is a gift that's sort of been buried um mm-hmm. and we pull out in times of crisis but what if we pulled it out on a regular basis cuz there's mm-hmm. really nothing keeping us from that
1: mm-hmm. I, I was trying to think of of examples of of times when i've offered mass and it's just been so evident um and there're some beautiful and profound and spiritual ones but i think your listeners would like to hear a um a personal one uh and so I'm going to tell them about you and your days up to uh, your wedding. Uh, my dear sister, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, um, she, I, as we were getting ready for Karen's wedding and, uh, and Scott, she, uh, um, we were talking on the phone and I, I, I was just, you know, I just felt really compelled to say, Karen, it's going to be a beautiful day. And she said, well, yeah. I said, Karen, even if it rains, it's going to be a beautiful day. And I don't know if you remember this, Karen, but he, you sounded like little, um, like uh, Miss Piggy. <laughs> <She> said, what? <laughs> what? God wouldn't do that to me, would he? <laughs> I said, "Oh dear goodness, <laughs> what?" Uh, is it, uh, "Yeah, like so." We did this whole little, uh, yeah. Even if it rains, it's gonna be beautiful. Even if you know, whatever, your hair falls out and bugs crawl out of your bouquet. It's going to be a beautiful day. And you just growled. Uh, and uh, Scott heard it from the other room. And said, what's the matter? Is it Brian just said, even if the rains and bugs crawl out of the bouquet, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> and, and I... Uh, he, actually, that's when I knew that you were marrying the right man because he said, well, of course it will. Uh, which that's a whole beautiful... Little tribute to, to Scott. Um, but I also remember as those days were approaching, the weather forecast for your, your wedding was absolutely horrific. And I, we were all together, and I remember offering a mask, uh, knowing how important this was to you. I said, I'm going to offer a mask for good weather, um, in part for you and in part for the farmers. And anyways, um, I don't remember a more beautiful day than the day of your wedding. Um, I, I just I, I look back at the pictures and seeing those puffy clouds rolling through the, the bright blue sky. Um, there's something absolutely stunning uh, about that, and I, I think in part it was even more appreciated by us because we knew how how ugly it could have been. Um, now I'm not saying that if you offer mass for any intention that you want, it's going to come come true just the way you want it but dang um why not ask yes just ask and you'll receive so why not ask there's power in it um so
0: i love that no because i do think the asking is the part that so many of us don't do out of fear of being disappointed we don't ask um you know i'm just just gonna let whatever comes comes but that scripture tells us to ask, to keep on asking, Ask and you will receive, but God wants us to ask. And it's a sign of trust and faith to, but to ask is, is good. Um, And it's funny because I definitely remember that, but I tell you, I didn't first, I wasn't worried. I was like, no, I am getting a sunny. I didn't, I don't know, call that faith or whatever, but, but I remember it rained every day before it was really rainy and gross and dreary. And then the day of my wedding, I have this, like walking into mom and dad's backyard and just like, taking the deep breath and just looking at, cause there's a pretty beautiful view behind my parents' house and just like I knew it. <laughs> just sort of like, thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. I knew you'd give me this beautiful day. But mm-hmm. just like such gratitude. Um, I will tell you, it was super soggy. And we were taking pictures in the backyard and walking through like stopping. wet. about bath. that?
1: Yes. you, you uh, all had your shoes A little off.
0: dangerous in a white dress. But anyway, it was just this like, yep, this is what it could have been like. But again, I know like you're saying, this is, it's just a little example. But you know, just kind of a fun story. I also have the story, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but Brian and I were talking about this before too, um, of just a time of discernment in my life when I was considering, you know, doing mission work in a foreign country and really feeling called to that, but also wanted to go to grad school at Franciscan. And I had kind of come to this decision that I was going to defer enrollment to Franciscan and go on mission work. And Brian, Father Brian was, a uh, a little hesitant about that idea for whatever, I mean, various reasons we don't need to get into on that podcast, but but um, he didn't have peace with it, let's just say. Maybe that was Holy Spirit or whatever. He just didn't feel like it was the best thing for me. And I was really upset at him for it. I'm like, how could you not be excited about this? And, you know, as a good brother who's a father, he just didn't have peace and he wasn't going to pretend that he thought it was okay. But rather than trying to convince me, for well, he really didn't, like trying to convince me for why he thought I shouldn't. I I found out later that he offered mass for me. And as I remember it, I literally woke up one morning and was like, no, I'm just, I I don't think I'm supposed to go. I don't think I'm supposed to study abroad, which we're not study abroad, um, through volunteer ministry and mission work abroad. And it was a very odd experience for me because I had been very convicted and excited and like very stubborn that I really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And literally, as I remember it, I woke up and was like, well, I don't want to anymore. Why? That's so weird. And then I, as I remember it, <laughs> I don't know if this is exactly what happened, but I told Brian and I was like, Brian, I, th- I changed my mind. I really just want to go to Franciscan right away. And that's when he told me, he's like, well, I just offered mass for you. And I was like, what? So anyway, when you're open and you're seeking and you're asking and you're participating and just seeking God's, God's will in your life, the mass, I really, it opens up. I don't know. This is the picture I get like heaven. Like you just, you, and if you're disposing, you're open to receiving and seeking amazing things open up, you know? And now just cause you offer mass for somebody doesn't, and they're not seeking maybe, who knows? I don't know how it all works, but I know that it's powerful, and that we need to ha- recognize the gift that we've been given in the mass. And God invites us to participate by offering the mass for intentions. And let's expo- uh, expand our horizons beyond when somebody dies or is seriously ill. Like let's get ahead the game a little bit, you know.
1: Yep, yep absolutely. Folks, uh, those of you keeping score at home, um, it was Mass number seven hundred and seventy-two, April 29th of two thousand and five. I've got it here in the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, let's talk about mass stipends, if if you don't mind.
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: Um, because, why do I have to
0: pay for a mass? By the a, exactly.
1: And how much does the mass cost again? Yeah. Uh, oh, it drives me absolutely crazy. Um, why do I have to pay? And how much does it cost? Of course. Oh, another fun story. Um, I won't tell you his name. I was first assigned with an old retired priest. Uh, and it was time to decorate for Christmas. And he was in charge of decorating the dining room. And instead of buying two nice bows for the the wall sconces in the dining room, he made some with some old pieces of ribbon and a stapler. <laughs> And it looked absolutely horrible. Uh, and I am like, what why? And then he told me, Yeah, I looked at him in the store and they were like five bucks a piece. And then I, you know, I did some quick math. Five times two, ten dollars. Huh. I wonder. I wonder if the reason why this priest who drives me so crazy because he's so cheap is the way he is, because in his mind, we way deep down, he knows that. $10 is an, a normal mass stipend that for $10, heaven comes to earth mm. uh, and wow, it puts everything else. In, how, how the heck could you, uh, you know, spend quote unquote, spend the same amount of money on two stupid ribbons. Um, of course you're not, you're not buying mass and it's not the value, the, the price of a mass. The, the, the what is it what is the a mass cost or what does it weigh but but why do we have a mass stipend is because people have a we want people to have a, to share in the sacrifice right so that there's there's a value it's not just yes it's true that um, in most dioceses the stipends contrib- um, contribute to the priest's salary um, but that that is a much lesser part. The, the real point is that by putting something in uh, making an offering, now you've got some skin in the game, but this this celebration is not just something that father does, but this is something that that we partake in through our active our active participation, through our prayers, of course, if're we're, if we're able to be there, or if we're not, um, but also. You know, just like the Jews of old bringing a lamb to the temple to be sacrificed. This is my small, my small lamb. Um, so I think that's, that's important. It's not that, you know, we, we ask for a, a donation, um, the, the stipend. If someone doesn't have 10 bucks when they come to me, I'm not saying, no, sorry, get out. We're not offering mass for you, but it, there is a value for them to, to make that celebration. Yeah, it's a yeah.
0: participation in it. Like it's not just, hey father, go do this for me. Take care yeah. of this. You know, we we enter in with you through that mm-hmm. small financial sacrifice for for a lot of people is not really much of much at all, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but but it's just a an act of of kind of uniting with you in the sacrifice through that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we were talking about, you know, how does somebody you mentioned earlier go about Go about getting these masses offered. They can call their their parish. But even we talked about how sometimes if you if you have young priest friends too, they can be great. Mm. <laughs> great. They're not as always I don't know booked or something. Is that yeah. sort
1: of, you know? No, it's true. Uh, if you get a young priest uh, in a how first of all call your home parish and just see you. Some parishes, you know, the faith is is struggling in some places, and people don't think to request them anymore. So. In some parishes, there there's a need for people to request, and there's a lot of open slots. Um, in parishes where there is more activity and more appreciation for these things. um sometimes they are booked up a bit, but it's it is easier if you um, have a young priest who has some they they generally have a little bit more more leeway in choosing what masses they're going to offer when
0: and the and the last thing I want to talk about with this this whole topic of the mass, I want to talk a little bit about you know the we were the, before we started here talking about right worship and just a right understanding of of the mass and how worship being this really central part of our lives, this primary um, you know primary first first things, like putting first things first in our lives, and so often when things happen, we're our first response isn't worship, isn't, you know, that, that turning to something like this. Um, and I just wanted you to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, even against some of the arguments about the, an empty ritual versus, mm. you know, right worship through the mass.
1: Yeah, no, I'm happy to, happy to do so. I've been reading uh, Cardinal Seurat lately, and I uh, just had this, this great quote that uh, I want to share with you. Prayer is the greatest need of the contemporary world it remains the tool with which to reform the world in an age that no longer prays time is so to speak abolished and life turns into a rat race this is why prayer gives man the measure of himself and of the invisible world prayer is the greatest need of the contemporary world I, I think that's right yeah I think in you know, a world that is just so, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, the, the, the lasting effect of the coronavirus is going to be a reawakening to what really matters. There's what are we worshiping? Hmm. I, I know there's a lot of families right now that are just, they're hitting the reset button in an amazing way. The, the kids can't go to the six different soccer games. That they had scheduled in the next few weeks uh, or whatever the, the, the programs were. Um, the, the sports games that we were watching on TV aren't there. The, the the different clubs and whatnot. And I can't help but wonder if after it's all over, some families are going to say, you know what? We, we like this better. We like having a chance to be together in, in, in quiet and to have... I'm enter into the power of silence. That's for, for all people. Um, but it's in a particular way for Christians, uh, for Catholic Christians, for us to be able to uh, see that through the lens of the cross of Jesus Christ and its representation in the, in the mass. Uh, we, we have this amazing opportunity to put first things first these days, even though we can't get to mass physically in most places for most people, um, uh, that mass is happening, that people are, are entering into. I, I've gotten so many pictures from people who took my encouragement of, you know, praying, literally praying the mass, not just having it on on Sunday morning, but praying it over their computers or televisions, you know, lighting candles, setting up statues, using holy water, sitting, sitting standing, kneeling, entering into it, body and soul because our, we hunger, we need desperately right worship. Um, so the mass, there's nothing better for it. Uh, and whether we're able to be there physically or not knowing that it's happening is a value of knowing that masses are being said for specific intentions, but also our participation in it. I, I hope, um, maybe in a small way, this is, this is opening up some eyes and some hearts today to, wow, there, maybe there is something to this. Um, Please, God, the folks out there who are listening, if, 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 you, if you struggle, like I know so many of us do today, of just being pragmatic, of, of feeling, yeah, okay, that's nice to say, of the priest and the priest's sister, um, but, I, but I'm, we're practical people, Father. We got to take care of this stuff. Yeah, okay, it's good to work. Working is important, and it's good, but what about that rat race? there's a certain time when work just doesn't satisfy and we just got to get off the spinning wheel um, and enter into that timelessness. That is the, that is the mass.
0: Well said, Father. Thank you, sister. (laughs) the, The prayer is the greatest need in our world. Silence is so needed in our world. Removal of distractions is so needed. And the greatest prayer is the mass. We need to enter in even from our living rooms. Don't you know say, Well, no, I guess that obligation's been removed. So I'll just wait until it comes back, you know, that we are we are entering in. We're praying. And I I do pray with you for this time to be one that people are choosing to embrace silence more, to connect more, to pray more, not to just distract more intensely <laughs> with whatever, like phones or television shows or whatever, but that we can still connect and connect. Especially with God in prayer and with our families. And, you know, take advantage of the very frequently streamed masses that are all over the place now that we can really enter in and and really enter into the beauty of the prayer of the mass.
1: I would just a, one of the things um, heavy on my heart right now is the the fact that there are some people for whom the mass is too much. Mm. Um you know, if if maybe there's somebody that's listening that's been away from the, the sacraments for a while, or maybe they're thinking of somebody for whom it, it has, I think we can all think of that. For some, just entering into an appreciation for, for, for quiet. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so glad you say that. There's this great saying that the world today is not too smart for faith, but it's too distracted. That's right people are so so distracted, and I think for some people, just in a, an encounter with the living God um, to to enter into a, an appreciation for the the good people of the church, to enter into an appreciation for silence, for prayer with the scripture, for Eucharistic adoration, for the rosary, for um, for acts of uh, different acts of devotion or uh, corporal works of mercy, there's so many different inroads. Eventually it leads to the mass. It's the source and summit. Um, But for those of you out there that are thinking, you know, that's nice to say, but I mean, we've got family members for whom just getting them to mass is not going to be the, the answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually please God um, the scales will fall and be like, yeah, okay. Now I see it for what it is. Um, But I don't think that's the first step in many cases.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. Embrace the silence as a first step. That's that, that counts for a lot of us. That's huge. Well, uh, uncle, father, brother, Brian, as we call you finally in (laughs) our home. Not all the time, but yeah, sometimes (laughs) we really don't, but I like to joke like that. Thank you so much for uh, your time today for connecting with us here and with my listeners and just helping us really uh, recognize and grow in deeper appreciation for the gift of Mass, the gift of prayer, um, the gift of silence. And um yeah, thanks so much. Have a, a wonderful day, everyone listening and know that we will be praying for you. Bless you, everybody. If you'd like to connect with others and chat with me about what we discuss here on the podcast, be sure to join our Heal Equip and Release Podcast Facebook group. You can also learn more about the counseling and healing services offered by Two Hearts for Her by following us on Facebook and Instagram or checking out our website at twoheartsforher.com.